Hello and welcome to Manners Mattered 2. This is not your grandma's etiquette. This is real life practical conversations on how to be your best self. Your hosts are myself, Rachna Adianthaya, founder of Create My Change, which focuses on business etiquette, image and personal development coaching. My co-host is Julia Estevi Boyd, international etiquette and protocol consultant with a focus on teaching real life skills important for your professional and your personal success. Hello, how are you? Hi, Rachna. I'm fine. How are you? Good. Haven't spoken for ages. We've all been away, haven't we? So, um, how how has your travels? How has how's it all been? It's been exciting. It's been exhausting. I'm sure many people can relate when you have family travels. It's not always easy, but we had our our spring break and we went to Switzerland. And um, yeah, it was it was interesting. It was busy. There was a lot going on, a lot to do, but it was it was great to be back. I bet. And, you know, catching up with family, it's always um, lovely to be back, but it it can be exhausting because you're sort of spreading yourself thin, trying to get to everyone. And um, I know I certainly feel that way when I go to England. Um, I always think, oh, I've got loads of time. And it's always (laughs) frantic. It doesn't matter how much time I have. Um, But was it nice just to be back and and be back on the soil and and just uh, it was lovely it was really wonderful managed to see some of my family some of my friends we had um yeah it was it was yeah it was hectic and you do think that you do think well I'm there for a week and I have time but no (laughs) you don't always have time but it's it was too quick too short um now we're back in Hong Kong but we'll be going away again. We'll be back in Switzerland uh, in the summer, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah, we um, we went to Disney for our spring break. I think I'd spoken about this six months ago, and I was really worried about the queuing, um, which wasn't actually too bad in the end. They have this thing called the Genie... Genie Pass or something like that, and so you do have to be really, really organised. But the good thing about it is you don't really queue, or we certainly didn't, um, and that was just bliss because I was so worried. I was like, one thing I I will not do is queue for three hours for one ride, <laughs> um, which thankfully we did not have to do. So it was it was all good. Although while we were there. Um, so the most we had to queue was probably about 30 minutes. And this one particular ride that I'm referring to, we were 20 minutes into the queue. And I almost thought a fight was going to break out. <laughs> because these two girls sort of, I, I suppose they were trying to push in. Um, and there was a family in front of them. And so they, one of them had like lodged herself in between the mom, the dad, and the children. She was just in in between them. And she was pulling her friend to come to 
come join her. So she was basically pulling her friend into the children. And um, obviously this this just really upset the parents. And um, there was a bit of shouting. And then the dad just got really mad and pulled both his children through these girls. Um, and that's when I thought, oh, okay, we're going to have a fight <laughs> here. But actually... Um, the girls sort of retreated and um, didn't didn't say anything and didn't do anything. That's Are you quite still there, interesting. Julia? I am. Yeah, I just can't see yeah. you anymore. But um, that's interesting because we um, we have a little grocery store very nearby, and I visited the you know a few days ago to to collect some things, and there was this fight that broke out in the store because right. there was a group of um of tourists and there was lots of coaches it's just by the beach so it's quite a popular beach here in hong kong and there was a quite a few coaches with tourists from china mm -hmm. and uh, people were queuing waiting in an orderly fashion as they do in hong kong we everybody queues very correctly when they're getting on the metro when they're going up s up and down escalators everybody does everything very correctly mm -hmm. so people were queuing in an orderly fashion and then the chinese um tourists came in and pushed their way to the front of the queue and <laughs> there was this fight broke it wasn't a physical fight but it it broke out they were arguing and they were complaining and there was this woman at the front of the queue saying no 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 you go to the back with everybody else but obviously the, the person didn't speak english didn't understand so the woman was using her elbows oh, to expand her personal space in the zone so that they couldn't sort of push push forward yeah but uh, it was it was quite exciting <laughs> it was dramatic <laughs> but it was quite exciting my highlight so of the day trying to uh defuse use the situation you were no i was keeping my head down in the middle of the queue just quietly observing <laughs> uh, that's really hard i think in those situations um the onus is really on the shopkeeper or the, the person that tilts to just make sure that people know that there's a queue and that they need to abide by the rules um, i've seen that happen a few times and i'm taken back because a lot of the time they get served and it's just it's not not on um yeah, yeah and that that doesn't ever go down well um i suppose they were under a bit of pressure because it's a tourist bus and i'm sure they don't have a long time at the stop either and they're probably wanting their business so tricky but i still think they need to queue <laughs> yes they need to queue they need to yeah. queue we need to do the the British style of queuing is the best style of queuing. <laughs> they don't queue in Not many countries. There are we? Um, <laughs> no, yeah. no, but it's odd. We've we've talked about this. We had a we had a yeah. podcast all about queuing, didn't we? Way back when we, we first started this <laughs> queueless, we called it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it really is a thing. It's really important. I think it's really important. Maybe people don't. Obviously, in these other cultures, they don't. It's just you know, yeah. whoever whoever makes it through the crowd to the to to the start line is is the winner. But uh, I think it's important <laughs> from an etiquette I point do. of view, a principle point of view. Absolutely, and it's also it's it can just ruin your day, can't it? That that bad 
episode just it just messes messes you up because you're thinking now I'm really annoyed that <laughs> exactly I'm really 20 annoyed people have now pushed in front of me and it's yeah um, and then after it's, it's there's hindsight as well you think I should have said something I should have done something I should yeah. have been stronger <laughs> I should have fought for my position in the queue more strongly um so well, yes it does yeah. actually ruin your day it, it definitely yeah. annoys you these kind of things Maybe but we should, you were like, lucky right we should write a book about queuing and then yeah. has that ever been I'm, done is there a book about i queuing? don't know like, just I'm purely sure about queuing i'm sure and there is, is there i'm sure there is for it? <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, i'm uh, sure there is if we google it right now let me google it i'm good to google it <laughs> keep talking google i'm it. good to google is it is there a yeah. book just about <laughs> queuing um because I feel like it's an area that many people need help on, um, you know. But actually, um, it was the first time since COVID. So for us, it's been four years, four years since I've flown. And I found that a little stressful. Um, I just felt a bit more apprehensive about everything. And then... We were flying on Southwest, so they don't actually give you a seat. They just have groups boarding. So dependent on where you are in the group, you, I mean, unless you're in group A, you're probably not going to be sitting with one another. Um, and that was just, you know, I was in group A and even then everyone was sort of running onto the plane, which... Um, surprised me given that we would highly likely have got whatever seat we wanted um so just that that whole travel is it's just not enjoyable to me anymore I don't know whether just having that time out from doing a lot of travel to doing nothing has made me feel this way and I just need to jump back in or um whether it's just it has gotten more stressful I feel like Flights are being bumped more often. Uh, we were we were delayed by about five hours on the way home, which with kids, it's just, I don't mind if it's just me by myself, but with the kids, it's just painful. So um, how was yours? Was, were you flying and how was your flight? And did I you feel it was stressed? Okay. <clears throat> I'm always stressed when I travel with my family. Because oh. I I like to travel alone <laughs> because yeah. everybody has a different agenda. Um, you know, my husband likes to be first on the on the plane and be at the gate before everybody else is at the gate waiting. And I, I just like to take my time and relax. My daughter always has to have the window seat. My husband has to have the aisle because he's got big, long legs and I'm always squashed in the middle. So it's always very traumatic. Um, yeah, but you know, you just have to, you just have to get through it, and you know, have you it's ever difficult. traveled separately? Though I know some some families actually they book separate flights because they don't all want to be on the same flight. And, you know, um, there's different reasons. But have you ever booked separate yes. flights? Yeah, we do quite quite frequently, and usually it's because of our schedules so 
my husband may be working and he'll follow on later or I'm working and I follow on later. So there's, it's conflicting sort of time schedules, but, uh, which I prefer <laughs> again, I prefer, prefer it that way. And then, um, you know, also if, if we're traveling for business, then we can have a, a business ticket, a business seat, and yeah. they you know the family will be in economy. So this has happened to me. My husband's been in business uh, because he was traveling at the same time for mm-hmm. a business trip. And I was in the back with children in economy. He was very kind. He brought me champagne. <laughs> he came back and bring me champagne. He was very kind. Oh. Um, so, yeah. But he didn't offer no, sometimes, his seat then? No, 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 no. He didn't. Well, I understand. But he, he Actually, he would. You know, he's, he's very sweet. He probably yeah. would have given it to me, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it because he then, when we land at the destination, he then has to he go and work. work. Yeah. And I don't. So, you know, or I can schedule my time accordingly. So uh, I completely, I, I, I understand that. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how he quotes so much international travel and then has to, you know, he he's, I don't know how many trips my husband has done in the last month. Um, um, international trips, you know, Switzerland, right. he's been back to, he's been to Switzerland when we had the spring vacation and then he was back in Europe, he was in Italy and uh, back again. And then somewhere else, I don't think he went to Korea. I don't know, but he's been to so many places and he just has to get off the plane, shower, go to work <laughs> and, you know, adjust to the time zone. It's very difficult, very difficult. So I think yeah, he deserves. I think they get used to it though. And my brother does a lot of travel and I do you think that they, they get in the swing of it and they get used to it. Um, I think I'd be terrible because I have the worst time sleeping <laughs> in my mm-hmm. own time zone. So it takes me a long time to adjust. Um, and, and my husband does not have to travel much. So, But we often find ourselves on different flights just because of his work schedule. Um, mm-hmm. So I often go earlier and then he'll join us. Um I find it a little stressful with the kids because I like to travel by myself. I don't, um, mm-hmm. although they are at an age where it is getting easier. I mean, when they were really little, that was, that was tough. Mm-hmm. I remember my, when I, well, actually Sophia wasn't born. So I just had Vihan and he, he just learned, he'd learned to walk. He was kind of that, he's a toddler. I had him in the, um, in the stroller and he, broke free <laughs> just, we were in Dallas airport at this point and you just see him sort of running you know freedom at last he, he's running and I had the stroller and all these bags on my stroller I'm just not going to make it with my um <laughs> with my stroller he, he was running really fast and it was also really crowded so I had to just drop everything and run, <laughs> catch him. Um, and it was, I, don't know, I remember just thinking how I used to really enjoy travel. I used to really uh, just, you know, 
just loved the whole experience and now it's just it's stressful um, but this is but what yeah. happens children add a different dynamic to every life situation that you have yeah. whether it's Definitely. traveling you know working your home life they add a different dynamic that changes everything but i when it comes to travel i like traveling alone but now again, you know, yeah. so I have one child at home, one daughter's 12 years old. My other children are already doing their own thing, traveling yeah. alone by themselves. So we don't really have these uh, sort of same mm -hmm. scenarios anymore. So it, traveling is, is, is a lot easier, I would say. It's always, um, you know, I think with travel as well, and the, I think, the fact that you you have to pay extra for everything, or at least that's what it feels like when you travel now. It's like before, at least you could take a bag. Now you can't even take a check-on bag without paying extra. Um, you have to pay for your seat. You have to, and, you know, depending on where your seat is located, you pay more or less. There's just so many additions. They've really kind of, added just I feel like you, it's it's like nickel and diming you a little bit it's mm -hmm. like well this is the ticket oh and you want to bring a brag for the long haul flight oh okay so that's going to be an extra this <laughs> oh mm -hmm. and you want a seat because we just thought mm. you just wanted to get on the flight but now you want to sit down <laughs> so that's an extra <laughs> it's like hey I mean I know and I, I know. do think that people just get annoyed they, they go in annoyed <laughs> and they it's go in going, well, I've, I've now paid for my bag that hasn't arrived. So I'm annoyed. I've, I've now paid for my specific seat, which you haven't honored because you put someone else in there. Without oh my goodness. <laughs> you know what I'm, it's, I feel like I it's know. just pre-framing you to just be annoyed. I know, it's like, it is. It's Everything. setting you up for a for a very bad day, isn't it? Because this happens a lot. And I've seen a lot of articles recently in newspapers talking about sort of this airplane etiquette and, you know, is it okay to refuse to change your seat mm. on a plane? Yeah. And it's it's a really, you know, on the scale of things in life, it's, it's obviously not very important, but it really is important when you're traveling and you have paid that extra $25 or whatever it is to get that seat that you want so that you can be comfortable. And then suddenly somebody wants to take it away from you. And yeah. it's, it's a potential for, you know, for starting a situation that is, you know, disagreeable for everybody involved it's very very difficult I don't think if I paid for a seat and somebody wanted to change with me so they could be seated next to the, the family member I don't mm -hmm. think I would give up my seat if I had paid for it and I had chosen it specifically perhaps if it was a short flight then you know maybe I would but if it was a longer flight I don't I don't think I would because it's not my fault that they're not seated together. Yeah. It's a, it's a difficult one. This happened to you, didn't it? That you were it felt is. slightly bullied one occasion. This. 
Mm-hmm. I, I did. I was flying from London to uh, Baltimore, and um, I had booked. I had booked a seat. I paid extra. It had extra leg room because I'm really tall. I'm not. I just want <laughs> extra leg room. Um, but I, I booked an aisle seat. So it wasn't even like a window seat. It was. I booked an aisle because I'm just. I'm a little nervous on flights and I like to be able to sort of get up and stand up and walk out and not disturb people. So that was part of the reason I, I booked this. And um, I I got to my seat, sit down, there was a gentleman um, by the window and then this really large man approaches and he's in the middle and clearly, you know, he's larger than the seat, he's going to spill over. And uh, he he can't speak much English, but he's just pointing at me and asking me to move, um, at which point I'm like, no, this is my seat. Um, and then he gets the air, he got the air stewardess to come over and she was like, could you please move? And I said, no, because I've paid for this seat. Like, I get that, I mean, you know, can you relocate him somewhere else? No, they can't because it's flight is fully booked so I, I did move but I was really annoyed because firstly you know what you're getting you're getting a seat you're getting a certain dimension so I think that if you are um if you are needing something bigger then you need to book it or you need to let them let the airline know um, and see what they have available in advance but when someone has paid specifically for that for that seat I do think it's it's unreasonable to make them feel bad about wanting to stay and I you know I was young I did move I mean I didn't really feel like I had much choice that he they were like oh we're completely full we can't put him anywhere um and yeah I was, I was pretty peeved and then you... it was a really uncomfortable journey I have to say but would you do it again if this exact scenario happened on a flight today, would you do it again? Would you move? I wouldn't. I wouldn't move. Definitely not. Um, and I would just, I would be polite and I would say, I completely understand. I'm sorry. I had to pay extra for this seat. If you can give me a similar seat somewhere else, I will move, but I'm not moving to a lower quality value seat. Yeah, I don't know because I, I don't. I think I would yeah, say that. I felt you know, bad maybe because I mean, obviously he was, <laughs> he was in a in a pickle. But I, no, I think I think that's perfectly acceptable to say, and I think I w- I would definitely say it. Um, now if it was holding up the flight, <laughs> which I don't think it would do, I'd just have to put him on another flight. Um, you know, I wouldn't. But you know, if you think about it, there are a multitude of other aisle seats on the same aircraft, so they could ask mm-hmm. all the other people as well, couldn't they? Instead yeah, of just you know, because you're the, the you're ones. the closest, just, of course. Yeah. You're the nearest um, and the the easiest. But it's very yeah. difficult. I do understand, and I understand maybe the person booked a flight just the day before and had no choice. It was one of the last seats available and had no choice. I do understand that. But from the perspective, if you have paid for something, then you deserve to to have that. 
have that service yeah. or have that facility, whatever it is, it's very difficult. And then when you were squashed in the middle between yeah. two strangers, you have the dilemma of the armrest etiquette, uh, let's call it the armrest etiquette. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you're squashed in the middle and both people have their arms on the armrest and you can't do anything. It's this horrible seat, a worst. horrible seat. If you're in the middle, you get the armrest. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Middle, I... You've got the worst seat in the house, <laughs> you get the armrest. Yes, I said this on a on a recent flight with my husband and daughter. I was in the middle, and um, I said, "Excuse me, armrest etiquette." I get both armrests, mm -hmm. and they looked at me like I was crazy. They were like, "What? No, you don't." I said, "Yes, I do," because I have this horrible seat. I'm a sandwich in the in the middle of a sandwich, and I get both armrests to have some kind of oh, comfort. Wow. But they were laughing. They completely ignored me, of course, completely. Wow. I, yeah, I'm always surprised when people, especially if they're in that, you know, the aisle or whatever, and they've got th that extra bit of room and they, they still manage to take up your middle seat space, mm. you know, and think, oh, it's just annoying. I, it's just, it's really hard, isn't it, being in such close proximity with people. It is. <laughs> For it such is. a long period of time, if you're, especially if you're doing a long haul flight, it can be, it can, just not having any awareness or etiquette, um, it can make the journey really quite unbearable. Um, you know, I just, it's, it's, there are just so many things. It's like, you know, watching something and like laughing really loudly all the time and you're thinking, oh, that's great, I'm glad you're enjoying it, but... <laughs> I'm not. I'm trying to go to sleep. So um, it's just, it's a recipe for disaster. They basically need to put little pods like they do in first class for economy. Oh, I know. If, I know. If we could, it would be great, wouldn't it? Be Speaking of travel, mm -hmm. you will be doing a long haul flight in the summer. To I'm so excited. Europe. Um, yes, and so will you. And we will see each other in London. How exciting. I know, um, it's so exciting. Julia and I have been planning this um, and we are over the moon excited. Although we've just been talking and we haven't actually put anything in action. No, <laughs> we don't have an action plan yet, but we will. So we will let you know we the will. action plan. But um, we... I, I'm so excited. I've, I've got all these really nice things lined up that I think we should do. And of course we'll have to work, but, um, yes, <laughs> got, got more of the really nice things lined up. Yes. Um, it'll be, it, it's so exciting. So I haven't actually booked cause you know, I don't know why I have my dates fixed. I just haven't, I haven't taken the plunge to, Book. I well, know what's I think you that. should book your book your flights sooner rather than later, so that you can get that extra leg room in the aisle. <laughs> yeah. You don't end up in the I really seat. need with my children. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, I would. I do have to book. Actually, I think it's just silly that I haven't. I once I book it, it's there and it's it's all set. Um, but. I suppose I've just 
I've been since coming since returning from spring break it's been full on and I know that it doesn't get any quieter from here on in once we hit May and Mother's Day and all that sort of stuff it just it's just this non-stop um cycle of different events so I, I do have to book it and I'm very excited um but you are getting on a flight earlier than me you're going to japan aren't you soon yes next week i'm going to japan for a couple of weeks for a vacation with my family and unfortunately life. we're we're all taking the same flight but it's yeah. only a few hours away so i think i can survive um yeah. But yes, I'm looking forward to it. We're doing a road trip and uh, we're renting a car, which should be yeah. fun. Driving in uh, in Japan will be interesting. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm going to oh, share good. share lots of um, my experiences with you all. Should be fun, hopefully. I can't wait. I've always wanted to go to Japan. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing your updates um you've been you've been a few times haven't you yes I've been a few times I really like Japan I think I like like it because it's very orderly and organized and clean and tidy and I, I just I really I just really love the culture it's one of my favorite cultures yeah. I really really love it so and then you always learn new things it's always something new to learn you think you know mm everything but no you really don't so I'm really looking forward to it it's going to be a, a nice adventure oh, especially for my children who've never been there my husband's been many times as well but my children haven't yeah. so it'll be nice for them to to experience it they're all quite excited I think um what's your favorite thing about Japan what's your what are you looking forward to doing the most um I'm looking forward well, my, I don't know what my favourite thing is. I, I just like, I just like seeing, sort of watching the people and seeing how they, how they behave. And um, I love the food, obviously. I really love the food. And um, I'm go going, we're going to have a couple of days in Kyoto, which is nice because it's such a traditional place. Yeah. Um, so we'll do some of you know taking my daughter one of my daughters to a tea ceremony and the tea gardens and you know these kind of things. So um, should be should be interesting. Will um, you be um, there for the cherry blossom? Will that have ended by the time? I, or is that still going on? Officially, it has ended, but apparently we'll still get to see it because I've never seen the cherry blossoms in Japan. Every time I've visited, it's not been the right season. Okay. But as far as I know, there are still um, there are still sort of viewing parks in, in Tokyo, which we'll hopefully get to see on our first day. Hopefully. That'd be great. Yes. Oh, I'm really excited for you. Um, that'd be, I'm very jealous, actually, because I've got a lot, a lot of good travel going on. Are you um so so are you going to be uh, online when when you're in Japan or are we not able to contact you? Yes, yes, I'll be online. I'll be online definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll definitely, and I'll share some. I'll share some nice photos and 
and uh, some of my experiences as well. I was actually looking through some old photos the other evening because I have so many from Japan from all my visits and I can't find them. <laughs> so I have a problem uh, with my a problem with my cloud. cloud. They're in the cloud, they're but I don't know where they are somewhere. in the cloud. I have oh, so many photos in the cloud that it's just exhausting. So, well, um, Jeannie, you and I are real. Uh, we're really good at the technical. Oh, we're great. We <laughs> rock it. Nice. We rock it. <laughs> uh, not our strong point, is it? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I'm utterly useless. Utterly useless. <laughs> but um, I manage. I manage. Somehow. Yeah, somehow. I have a husband. Keep us posted. Well, that, that helps. Um, helps. Keep us posted. Um, I I can hear my children in the background. They're playing mm. piano, which they barely ever practice. But they obviously thought that tonight was the night, given that I'm oh, on a podcast. You um, need your attention. To, you know. Yeah, it's great, <laughs> isn't it? Just love it. Um, but have fun. Have fun. And, okay. Um, I look forward to hearing your news and just just don't have too much fun. Um, <laughs> can I, if, you know, one of these days we should do a trip. Oh, yes. We can plan that in London. We can plan our next trip. <laughs> plan our next one. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. We'll take care. Okay. As always, thank you for listening. We love hearing from you. If you have any topics or suggestions that you would like to be covered, please reach out to us at Manners Matter 2 or follow us on Instagram and Facebook and you can subscribe on the links below. See you next time and remember, be nice and Manners Matter 2.